0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. In Mississippi, with our ever-changing weather, termites and household pests can disrupt your family life and take a toll on your home. Call Family Termite and let us help protect your home. 601-933-1014. Or reach us at www.family-termite.com.
1: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone and welcome to midday super talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gebert, along with a Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music. Morning Rhino, howdy howdy. We had quite the uh, light show overnight. A lot of lightning, huh? A lot of lightning, a lot of rain, a lot of wind,
2: still ongoing for parts of the Magnolia State, but yeah, it woke me up early. Yeah, and I'm too. a heavy sleeper, but uh, it's hard for even me to sleep through the front porch door slamming open and smacking the chair against the wall. Really? Oh yeah, the wind caught it just right and opened it right up. Jeez. But yeah, that, uh, that woke me up at about 5.35 this morning, and... Uh, I immediately started looking for Porch Cat, because Porch Cat does not like storms. I and I checked you. all her usual hiding places, and she wasn't there. So then I kind of wandered in the kitchen, kind of looking to see if she might be hiding in there somewhere. And she had clawed open a kitchen cabinet and was hiding behind a big stock
3: pot.
1: <laughs> she was none un- too cover. happy with the door flying open on her. I got you. Well, no severe weather to... to uh, Tremendously, did we have? I don't think. Uh, There have been
2: reports of a couple tornadoes. I haven't seen any reports of major damage or any uh, injuries or casualties or anything like that. But we did have a couple confirmed tornadoes earlier this morning. Have seen a few reports of uh, localized flooding in some low-lying areas, and even a couple reports of some pretty sizable hail, uh, especially around Brandon and Starkville. I've seen pictures from both of those places with. uh, Pretty
1: chunky sized hail. I saw the the pictures you showed me before we came on the air. That's, I mean, Starville looked like it it got hit by a snowstorm. That was like a apartment parking lot or something,
2: wasn't it? Oh yeah. The the pictures I was seeing there, it was somebody taking a picture out their front door, front window of their car, and the, you could see the hail sheeting down, and then the ground was covered with a little blanket of the little pea sized hail, but there were bigger pieces mixed in, and then. The, the picture that's going around social media from, uh, from Twitter from Brandon is a, a young lady holding a hailstone that's about the size
1: of an egg wow. in the palm of her hand. Geez. Well, let's hope that it didn't damage any roofs and automobile finishes because it sure will ding them up. But overall, I think we were relatively unscathed. What's this current There's situation?
2: Still a severe threat for the southern Pine Belt region. So basically, if you are south of New Augusta, Purvis, basically if you draw a line from Lumberton through Brooklyn and Beaumont and Leakesville, mm-hmm. down south from there, you still have the chance for spin up tornadoes. That is a possibility. You still got some heavy rain coming and some gusty winds, which could lead to hail. But hopefully, it's going to be blown out of here
1: in the next hour. Yeah, I'm looking at the radar. It looks like most of the heavier stuff, that which is displayed on radar in the red and yellow and orange, is all south, just as you said, draped across the pine belt. I'm also seeing reports of trees
2: down in Clinton, trees down in Edwards, Jeez. trees down in Brandon, trees down in Hattiesburg, trees down in Newton, trees hmm. down Man. in Starkville. Okay, so we have wind. Yeah, some it was wind.
1: windy. Okay. Coming up on the program today, at 11.05, Emily Havens, Executive Director of the Grammy Museum of Mississippi. Interesting discussion there. The Grammy Museum named one of the top ten pop culture museums in these United States. Quite the honor there. And then at uh, 12.05, Representative Charles Busby. He represents Jackson County. He's the chair of the Transportation Committee. We'll get an update from those uh, Wiley Zany guys and gals down there to legislature, see what's going on at the capitol. There are rumors that they may be going home today at least at least half of them or half of the the governing bodies.
2: what do you hear? I hate to make this correction, but it does look like we have had some tornado damage huh. in Newton. I'm seeing pictures of uh at least one house looking pretty bad off uh debris wrapped around trees, trees down, but yeah. So it looks like a tornado did go through Newton this morning. So
1: Dang. Uh, keep Sorry them to hear your that. Thoughts. And it's amazing that before that weather approached, watching when it was still in Louisiana, hadn't yet crossed over the river into Mississippi. That's exactly where they were predicting it might be the worst. Is in that kind of east central portion of the state. Interesting. So well, we hope uh, that all is uh, is well on that account and that uh, nobody was injured uh, or hurt badly. So, uh, yeah, so what do you think? The legislature, we are hearing possibly that the Senate, I think they can go on home without the House, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they are independent of each other. Right. So the word is they may be out of here today. And, you know, that kind of raises the question, what happens to... The one that comes to mind, again, is a ballot initiative. We talked to Senator Jeremy England about that yesterday. I'm not sure if we're going to get anything this session. It's kind of the main thing that seems to be outstanding at this point, high-profile-wise. Yeah, the last thing on the list. Yeah. So I I don't feel like uh, we're going to get anything. It's just kind of what it seems like.
2: And that seems like an unlikely issue to be one that would be raised at a special session.
1: Yeah. I would agree. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't see it rising quite to that level. Uh, And again, the contention there... I mean, just think
2: about the optics of that. You you call a special session to spend extra money to get the legislature to say, yeah,
1: y'all do our job. Yeah. That's, yeah, kind of crazy. We shall see where all that goes. Uh, In the meantime, up there in Washington get ready for (laughs) a stark display of sheer economic ignorance as uh, the oil company CEOs will be testifying before a committee. And this will be the House Energy and Commerce Committee about high gas prices. And, of course, you know this is all really just political theater an attempt by the Democrats to persuade Americans that their policies are not culpable in any way, shape, or form in the high price that the pump Americans are feeling pain from each time they gas up. And they're going to blame it on the oil companies, and they're going to accuse them of profiteering and price gouging and collusion and you name it. Uh, All, again, in an effort to uh, detract from the root cause problem, which is your policies. These people don't want to invest in more oil and gas exploration because you have signaled to them quite directly, unambiguously, that you want to put them out of business. And you've got investment banks, commercial banks that are woke practicing social justice rather than being engaged in the finance business and they don't want to finance or or partner with oil and gas entities. So it's it's always amazing when these these uh, business folks, these business executives come before These members of Congress, the majority of whom couldn't run a lemonade stand, as they say, have never made a payroll, really don't have an understanding of fundamental economic principles. And they're going to exhibit that lack of understanding in these hearings, and so it always is uh, interesting to watch. When the tech execs go up there, it's, it's embarrassing for them, honestly. And uh, this will be, I think, uh, the same and similar. Meantime, speaking of tech execs, what about Elon Musk? What can you say about that? He's gone out and purchased himself 9.2% of Twitter shares of the social media platform rising Sharply yesterday, some today as well, because the news today is that he is going to be on the board as a Class Two member. He can Class own, Two director, yeah, Class Two director of the board. Uh, he can own up to fourteen point nine percent of the company. Basically, they said. We'll let you do what you want to do. Just quit buying shares, please. (laughs) Because you're going to take us over and transform us into something we don't want to be, which is, oh, I don't know, fair. (laughs) They just can't deal with it. Hey, imagine if he is able to uh, rustle up enough control where he reinstates Trump. Think about that. Heads will explode. (laughs) It's time for a break here on Middays. Uh, Coming up on the program today, don't forget, Emily Havens uh, from the Grammy Museum at 11.05, Representative Charles Busby at 12.05. We are in the Element Well Studios. Rhino and I will be right back.
6: Spring is coming up, and you can leave it up to us
7: at AgUp Equipment for your spring cleaning machine. We have stocked up and can offer you long-term financing with low monthly payments. Get the John Deere 3025E Compact Tractor with a loader for only $278 per month with 72 months financing. Visit us at agup.com for more. Offer is based on 10% down. Offer ends over 30 Some exclusions apply. See
4: dealer for details.
6: At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
7: To all the folks in the Capital City Metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9 Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. Middays with Gerard
12: Garrett. What? What? This is so awesome.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Everyone to midday Super Talk Mississippi. Sure so Elon wasted no time. You know, it wasn't too long ago he did a poll asking his followers, 80 million followers he has, whether or not they thought that Twitter, the platform, was uh, banning free speech, essentially. I don't remember the exact language of the poll. You know how you can set a poll up on the, as a tweet. And 70%, I think a couple of million voted, if I'm not mistaken, 70% said that they do believe that Twitter does suppress certain content that they deem as, not aligned with their philosophy, their worldview. And this was before, by the way, he bought this stake. So right after he buys the stake, which he could buy all of Twitter, by the way, and still have like $150 billion left. Oh yeah. He could buy the company outright. There Um, aren't many companies he couldn't buy outright. That right, that are worth more than what he personally is worth. That, right. is, that is correct. Now he doesn't have that in cash, despite what a lot of left-wing radicals think, like Elizabeth Warren, who kind of projects that they're just sitting on this, this amount in cash. This is their, their net worth based on their holdings in their respective companies. She likes to attack him, likes to attack Bezos, they don't pay their fair share. Anyhow, he does this poll, and this is on whether or not users support adding an edit button. Twitter is a platform that once you hit the post button, save, it's gone. You can delete it, but you can't edit it. Facebook, you can. Now, for a long time, that feature did not exist in Facebook either. The edit. Either for, and at first, it was only available for the main post, and then they added it to comments, allowing you to edit comments. Twitter, on the other hand, does not include such a feature. So he asked that, and of course, most uh, voted that they wanted it. Not sure if you saw the two selections, yes and no, right, in the poll. <laughs> he deliberately misspelled them. Yes was Y-S-E, and no was (laughs) O-N. Would you like an edit button? (laughs) So.
2: Oh, who was it that said if they were in the marketing department at Twitter, they'd be sweating because their jobs are now obsolete?
1: That's a good point. (laughs) You don't get much better marketing than 80 million people just waiting on what he wants to say. Yep. How about that? The guy is a prolific inventor. I mean, he really is. He's. Maybe he's the Da Vinci of our time. I don't know. Maybe that's a little strong.
2: Well, I mean, what other comparison do you have? Ben Franklin, that still seems a bit strong. Thomas Edison, uh, that's still a bit strong. But it's applicable. The the dude has come up with groundbreaking ideas. No doubt about it. He may not be as prolific as Da Vinci or Franklin or Edison, but
1: he's also what, middle-aged? That's, that's true. And has eight kids, by the way. Uh, the, the difference, I think, so i got to put Steve Jobs up there. I've always been a big Jobs fan. He's, he's, he's just always been a fascinating figure to me. And maybe it's because it kind of came up in that era when he uh, presented the first Apple computer and then went on from there. And I know I've shared it before. It's worth restating, though, that he famously said, people don't know what they need until I tell them. The difference, however, is this, in my view. Jobs, no question, a visionary, incredible innovator and inventor, but kind of of somewhat limited to information technology and, and tools and devices that are part of that. Musk, he's just a wide range. I mean, who would have thought electric vehicles... Right, which is kind of what he's known for, Tesla. But spaceships, Internet, drones, satellites, now social media, what's next? He's dreaming up some more stuff. And in that regard... I think that's
2: the key word, too, is the dream. Right. He's willing to think big, to dream big, and sometimes that means failure. Yeah, Like, uh, what was the, the... Crazy idea he had for the loop or whatever in Silicon Valley where it was gonna be an underground subway that was gonna be using air pressure, kinda of like the pneumatic tubes you see yeah. in the movies with the mail tubes and stuff in the big big buildings. <laughs> like it's gonna be that, but for people, it's a people mover.
1: Well uh like a uh, drive up teller. Yeah. Similar deal. Yeah. Sim similar concept. Big idea,
2: big dream. Right. Really not feasible economically, but he wasn't afraid to put himself out there with that big idea, and have it fail.
1: Absolutely. And he'll stumble onto something as a result of those efforts. That's usually how that works. But I was just going to say, even though I deeply respect Jobs and his abilities and, and what he did, gosh, how can you deny that? Uh, ultimately, the most valuable company on the planet. But Completely changed the way we look at music. Very good point. Absolutely. And you know, if Sony had a chance... And they blew it. They absolutely misstep. He did not. Jobs did not. But where you'd kind of have to put, I think, Musk in some, to some degree in the category with uh, Edison and da Vinci is, again, just this broad spectrum of um, just subject matter for inventions. That, that's where it's like there's no limit. He's not, he's not just sort of singularly focused or siloed in just electric vehicles. That just happens to be what made him his fortune. And there's no question he was innovative in that respect. But consider this, and I don't know if the guy's never said, I don't know if he's a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, an Independent, none of the above. I do know this he believes in free market capitalism. You can just tell from what he's tweeted, what he's said, what he's written. He clearly believes in that. He's also been very outspoken in warning that we ain't producing enough people, and we're going to run out of people. Uh, That really got a lot of attention. And he's talking specifically about laborers, future labor, future workforce. We're, We're going so much toward an aged society. And we ain't replenishing that with young folks. And, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is. He's got eight kids. Uh, But think about this. A person who relies on the sale of electric vehicles not too long ago said, we need some more oil and gas. How many others would do that? He's essentially calling for an increase in the supply of what he competes against.
2: It could be argued that's why he's seen so much success, is because like you said, he isn't siloed into one field of study or one ideology or one idea, so yeah, that, that garners more risk, but that also tends to garner more reward.
1: I, I think it also, I agree, I think it also illustrates his understanding of markets and market dynamics that If we don't have enough oil and gas for a functioning economy, they can't buy electric vehicles. (laughs) It doesn't work if people cannot produce value and income. He gets that. He's not in the camp of the Democrats that just say, oh, sorry, you just got to run out and buy an electric vehicle. That's the solution. Watching Jennifer Granholm at the Department of Energy, the secretary, and Pete Buttigieg over transportation... How incompetent can you possibly be? And is that another situation where they were named to those posts by the president? Well, no,
2: no, no, no. Remember, Buttigieg was was named Transportation Secretary because he likes trains. <laughs> That's right.
1: And then he promptly took off with his partner. Remember that for his paid time off, family leave deal. Gosh. By the way, Jack Dorsey, the founder of of uh, Twitter, now he doesn't run the company anymore. Pyreg, I can't remember his last name, runs it. But they're both, oh, they're extending open arms. We're so glad Elon's on the board. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what you do like. I'm watching it right now. The stock's up six percent six percent today. It's up three bucks trade at52 dollars. It was up five bucks yesterday. Yeah, that's what they like because they're really it's it's a terrible company from a financial performance perspective. They've really kind of stunk it up. I bought I sold my Twitter. I bought it thinking somebody was gonna buy them. That's why I bought it and that didn't happen. We'll take a break right here on middays. We got more talk. We got Representative Charles Busby coming up at 12:05. Stay with us.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 90% chance of rain, high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 84. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy conditions, low around 49. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 70 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gattis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Supertalk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales
6: team here in the Jackson metro area. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for one of the most well-known media brands in Mississippi, Ole Miss Sports, and other great sponsorships, email your resume to jobs at supertalk.fm. That's jobs at supertalk.fm. Supertalk Mississippi Media is an equal opportunity employer
10: this hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland for personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence erectile dysfunction and neuropathy they help you get your life back
6: Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state that just makes sense we're not just a star on the flag we're the state where people follow theirs whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken The bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank.
12: In your
13: corner. Member FDIC. Save the date, April 23rd, 2022, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood LaFleur Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County. During the Greenwood Gravel Grind, take the challenge 50K or 100K. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, SAG support, post-ride party. April 23rd in Greenwood. Sign up now at greenwoodgravelgrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber, Indian Cycle. Visit ms.com,
6: Greenwood CBB, and Pepsi. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody, but we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Blue Cross Blue Shield has dropped UMMC from its list of covered medical facilities, forcing some patients to choose between their hospital or affordability. Dr. Randy Easterling told us about a two-year-old who can only be treated at UMMC. He was born with a very significant uh, condition.
3: Now, I didn't ask them do, do the mother and father have Blue Cross Blue Shield. I didn't get into that, but there's a good chance they do. Well, What's going to happen to that little boy if he can't get if he can't get the services of the medical center? And actually, they gave him a uh, a uh, an IV treatment for the medica- for the condition that cost two million dollars. But it was covered by grant because <clears throat> they were doing some research on it. It's covered by
14: grant, but everything else wasn't. The hospital did say certain patients with a specific ongoing medical condition or conditions based on federally determined criteria could be covered until July.
6: People today could spend half their lives over 50, so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org/ms.
1: Welcome back. Middays from the Element Well Studio. Cindy on the C Spire text line says, I live at the reservoir. Had a good amount at 3 a.m. Talking about hail. Sounded like someone was throwing rocks at the windows.
9: Mm.
1: Wow. Hail in Rankin County at 3 o'clock. Uh, Spillway Road, Castlewoods area. That also from the C Spire Text Line, 6018794395. A tree, Cindy from Panola. A tree fell in right in front of my daughter and two grandchildren in Panola on Highway 28. Geez. Hope everybody is okay there, Cindy. Thanks for sharing that. I, I guess I didn't realize the wind was that severe. What was it around my area? But I know it was predicted to be typically oh, yeah. associated were, with those storms.
2: Uh, there were forecast wind gusts of up to 70, 80 miles an hour, like the last couple storms that blew through the last couple weeks. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess the silver lining on the dark cloud that is the, the few tornadoes and the wind damage and the flooding and the hail mm-hmm. that we've seen is that it did come through overnight, early morning. So it didn't have quite as much energy as the last two did yeah. coming in, in the middle with of the, the day. Mm hmm.
1: Well, I guess uh, we learned yesterday, of course, that lightning embedded in the thunderstorms produces, uh, I guess, emits nitrogen, which is good for the turf and the plants and so forth. So, that being the case, certainly got a lot of nitrogen last night, because it was a light show. Oh,
2: it was still lightning fairly significantly when I was on the way up here to the studio, hmm. and... Uh... Taking the the natchez trace. Yeah, there was a tree about an eighth of a mile away, depending on how fast you count one Mississippi to Mississippi from the flash to the boom. And I know it hit a tree because you could, you could feel the thump of the tree blowing up. Ooh,
1: not good. Got bad spots in the delta since I've been at work since three thirty this morning trying to get stuff back going up in the network, the telecom network that's Thomas and Greenwood. He also says Elon is likely just trolling. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Ponatov said Musk paid in $26 million in taxes last year, I think. Uh, Off just a little bit there, Steve, he paid $11 billion. Not $26 million. That's B with a, I mean, uh, billion with a B. $11 billion. Remember when he and Elizabeth Warren, and that's because he sold a bunch of stock, and he generated a capital gain. She went crazy about not paying his fair share, and he tweeted back, I paid more than any American in history. $11 billion. Do you realize that could power the states of Mississippi's general fund for two years? Just for a, an interesting comparison. Yeah. Never enough, is it? Never enough. Sickening. Groundbreaking inventions in a time when almost everything has been tried. Barton Land Surveying, sending that is. I hear you uh, there, Barton. I, I will throw this out there. There is a, I guess, a student uh, just as a hobby and, and for business purposes as well. When I was in business, I like to study the future and uh, try to consume everything I can on that. I I enjoy it. And of course utilized it in business as I said, but futurists say that the amount of new information, new facts, not just new volume of data, will double between now and 2050. Double based on what has already been discovered and recorded and understood as human fact today. We're going to double that. Think about that. Since the beginning of time to now, recorded history to now, now to 2050, 30 years, a short, very short, compressed period of time, we will double is the expectation. And, of course, that means that folks like Musk, innovators inventors, they're dreaming up stuff. It not only does that result in the creation of products and services to humans, it changes our entire lexicon as well. Terms, words, concepts weren't even a twinkle in the eye a short few years ago, mainstream now
2: blockchain.
1: Yeah, as an example.
2: But I mean, you can go back farther in history and see how languages has changed. I mean, just look at the word computer. Absolutely. Within living memory, the word computer was a job title for a high-end mathematician. That's right. Now it's a box that sits on a desk and plays solitaire.
1: <laughs> That's right. Video game engine. Good point. Uh, So, anyhow, it's... And, of course, same cycle. Folks will dream up new stuff, utilizing and leveraging all these tools that folks before them have created, and they'll produce something, we'll all go buy and they'll get rich. And Elizabeth Warren will say, you don't pay your fair share! (laughs) It's so predictable! Truly is. Musk wants more petroleum products because he can't produce his product without them. Okay. Fair enough. But I still maintain that He understands that a vibrant, prosperous economy is critical for the the overall well-being of society. And I think he understands right now that, that prosperity relies on fossil fuels. He gets that. He gets that, and he's in the business of creating electric vehicles. He gets that way better. Then those fools up under the Capitol that are going to be questioning the oil and gas industry today, no question about it. So, let's see uh, who else we got here. Hale and Carroll County at three a.m. Somebody said something earlier. I'm looking for um, Rhino about Holmes County. Where am I? I, I saw that maybe I. Maybe he came in earlier before our show. Something regarding Holmes County and how it's being lu- hey uh Well, that's not it. Being lumped in with central Mississippi?
2: Yeah, it was CJ and the Delta. Okay, there you go. Said on Gallo this morning, uh, talking about loss of population ah. in the Jackson metro area, enlisted Holmes, Yazoo, Hines, Madison, and Rankin. Why would Holmes be a part of this?
1: Yeah, the metro area may be one thing. The The metropolitan statistical area, the MSA, I'm not sure. Does that, if that includes homes or not, I'd have to...
2: I mean, if it includes Yazoo, I presume it could
1: include homes. Yeah. If it extends that far out. I would agree. Uh, one is just more due north. Homes would be relative to Yazoo, which is northwest. Correct. So, uh, I, So I don't know the answer to that, CJ, but... Uh, Out of yeah.
2: those counties, though, homes did see the greatest decrease in population. So it might, also might have been why it was included. I believe it's also... We're talking about population decline.
1: I think in terms of per capita and household income, it's the poorest in the state, if I'm not mistaken. it's If it's not, it's extremely close to it. And has, um, I think, an F-rated school district, if I'm not mistaken as well. Gee, Baden says, there's hell at my house every day. Oh, 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 excuse me. (laughs) Good one there, Keith. Steven Pontot says, well, I just missed the barn altogether. It's okay, Steve. I know when you start talking about millions and billions, honestly, we've gotten desensitized to it. Trillions. Uh, If you think about it, it's crazy. We talk about trillions like it's petty cash in government. But just Steve there's referring to Elon Musk, yeah, $11 billion. So Always remember, the the easiest way to break
2: down millions and billions, a million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds is over 30 years. Okay.
1: Didn't know that. that, That's how you
2: scale it to, to something that seems
1: simple, like a second. Makes total sense. And let's be clear, Elon doesn't have that cash sitting around to pay that tax bill. He had to go borrow it. See, this is what they get mad about. They get mad about the fact that that they have this value, this wealth on paper, and they use that as collateral to secure loans. That's where they get their money from. So they get money, they get cash by borrowing it, and they don't pay taxes on that. You're borrowing money. You don't pay taxes on that. You get the cash, but you owe the money. And that's what they—that's what the whole idea is behind unrealized gains. They get mad that they can essentially buy anything they want. In this case, Elon Musk went and bought 10% of Twitter. And uh, just shy of 10% of Twitter, but he borrowed money. He doesn't have that cash sitting around. He borrowed money from whomever loans it to him. There are a number of folks that would as he pledges his stocks, a small portion of his holdings, in Tesla. And they want him to pay tax when that goes up. They they also would have to send him money if it goes down. You'd be sending money to Elon Musk. We'll be back from the Element Well Studios. You're listening to Midday. Stay with us. Hey.
11: That's 601-345-8090 Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com That's Barone'sTreePros.com Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse This past year we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends and I believe I know why Being from the Mississippi Delta we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty M.M. Shapley's is your place for award winning steaks and homemade tamales MM Shapleys. Real, authentic, welcoming fine dining.
18: For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601 957 8000 This is the opening agri market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange May Cotton was down 84 to 137.10. July cotton was down 76 to 133.52. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade May Soybeans were up 21 and a quarter. To 16.23 and a half per bushel. July soybeans were up 18 cents to 16.07 per bushel. May corn was up 11 and a quarter to 7.61 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was up 11 cents to 7.50 and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, June live cattle was down 62 to 134.30. August live cattle was down 72 to 135.47. May feeders down 220 to 160.27. August feeders down 180 to 172.30. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 61 points, 34,860. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
0: You know that
3: Compromise is nice, if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's ReviTech Fungicide. Fast-acting and long-lasting. Preventative and curative. Disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw. An old bargain bill. And take your full prize in yields. With ReviTech Fungicide. For uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. Of year with a special invitation to join us weekday morning
7: six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Come on, come on. Middays with
0: Gerard Gibbert.
7: All right, we are back
0: on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
1: Considered the most innovative music video to that point, when it was released. It really is pretty neat, if you think about what limited technology was available in that day. The great uh, Peter Gabriel with Sledgehammer. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, first, it's Masters Week. Forgot to say something about that yesterday, for those you of us who... The were, big news, right? What? Tiger. Tiger's going to play. going to play. Yep, I saw that.
2: Instantly, the the execs and the producers and everybody that watches the ratings is popping champagne, because that's <laughs> going
1: to double ratings. No question about it. It's, it's just even awesome. Even with
2: the new crop of young and exciting and energetic golfers, nobody cares as long as Tiger's there. If Tiger's there, everybody's tuning in, even no if you do watch it.
1: So... I am happy to report that I witnessed his first victory in person. Only time I've ever been to the Masters. What a great one that was to go to. 1997. Saw that. Incredible. He tamed the course. He played it like no one else ever has. And it was uh, quite the emotional moment with with him uh, at the conclusion of his Final round on Sunday, on the 18th there with his family. Sports Talk Mississippi, speaking of which, going to be at the Pearl River Resort on this Thursday. That's at uh, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. They're going to be there for the Masters. Stop by and see why the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club at the Pearl River Resort is one of the Southeast's most acclaimed golf courses. That's Sports Talk Mississippi at the Pearl River Resort's Dancing Rabbit Golf Course on Thursday. I know those folks will have a good time over there. It is a pair of courses at Dancing Rabbit, and uh, they are well-maintained. They're fun to play. Good courses. I think it's the Oaks and the Azalea, if I'm not mistaken. And they're different, they're different layouts. They're different tracks, but they're, they're a lot of fun. Steve Azar, he's bringing the second annual Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival to the gin at Dunleith in Leland this Friday and Saturday. Bring your stadium chairs, blankets, and coolers, and come out to enjoy some great music. For tickets, go to Mockingbird2022.eventbrite.com. That ought to be fun as well. So, uh, you mean to tell me on the C Spire text line that Elon Musk doesn't have a vault like Scrooge McDuck, full of cash. That's gold
2: awesome. Gold <laughs> Swimming in golden <laughs> coins with a diving board.
1: <laughs> That's right. Ben from Madison says, Elon calling Elizabeth Warren Senator Karen cracks me up every time. You know that bothers her. That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a classic. Just so y'all know, Cindy from Panola reports back, my daughter and grandkids are fine, just shook up. WLBT said it was a microburst. Gotcha. Thanks for reporting back and glad they're okay, Cindy. Yeah, uh, that is pretty funny. If you think about it, the Senator Karen. <laughs> and it's a perfect fit, is it not? Absolutely perfect. The uh, the wokism. Continues to take this country by storm. The wokesters. It really is incredible. And it's pervading. And invading and become pervasive, I should say. Across corporate America. The latest casualty Oreo cookie. You know who those guys are. Everybody's favorite cookie to dip into milk. They've got this gay rights ad. So does it not seem like we've sort of transitioned somewhat from race being the, the woke agenda item of the day? It's now fashionable to support the gay rights agenda. So they tweeted a two-and-a-half-minute video. Oreo cookie is the name of the Twitter account. Oreo cookie. And I'll read you the tweet, the comment above the video. The video Coming out does, doesn't happen just once. It's a journey that needs love and courage every step of the way. Share our new film with the downward-pointing finger emoji, pointing at the video, of course, and let someone know you're their hashtag lifelong ally. It's two and a half minute video, and it, interestingly enough, to just be a little bit more woke. Uh, you're watching it, obviously. It's a cookie. I know. <laughs> and it, and so it's, it's an, it's a young Asian male with his mother, and I think they're going to tell, if I'm not mistaken, his grandmother, his mother's mother, because the mother says she might be my mother, but you are my son. The note. That she left the uh, the son. is referencing the boy's grandmother. It's it's a cookie, and you see the cookies with the LGBT colors stacked underneath it in a heart shape. It's I don't know. Emily Havens, the director of the Mississippi Grammy Museum, is on next. Stay with us.
17: news, I'm Lillian Wu. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky urges action and reform in his first address to the UN Security Council since Russia launched its attack. He described grim scenes across his country. They deliberately shoot columns of civilians on the road trying to escape from the territory of hostilities. They even deliberately blow up shelters where civilians hide from airstrikes. Right? They are deliberately creating conditions in the temporarily occupied territories so that as many civilians as possible are killed there voice of a translator the head of nato has warned that russia is not retreating but rather regrouping and the judge in the trial of florida school shooter nicholas cruz says a jury deciding whether he gets a death sentence will tour the school where he killed 17 people four years ago america's listening to fox news
5: Your Mississippi Braves are back at Trustmark Park to defend their
6: league title in 2022. Help us celebrate during the opening weekend, April 8th through 10th. First 1,000 fans on Friday, April 8th receive a championship pint glass and stay after the game for post-game fireworks. Early arriving fans on Saturday, April 9th will get a magnetic schedule plus stay after the game for another post-game fireworks show. The opening stand concludes with Sunday Family Fun Day on April 10th with a 2.05 p.m. matinee. For tickets and more information, visit
11: MississippiBraves.com.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is hoping to wrap up a long legislative session today. He told us this morning they've got about 30 bills
9: left. And uh, we're also doing some reviews just to make sure that we didn't miss something, which I am pr- probably did with a $6.5 billion budget. Mm-hmm. But we're going over and catching things that we might, might have put it in the wrong spot or whatever and, and do some cleanup work. And they've already accomplished a lot. Uh, when you go through everything from taxes to medical marijuana, when you go through spending $1.45 billion on roads and bridges. Yesterday, we announced a uh, road and bridge project that looks like the 1985 Act. The Mississippi legislature is appropriating $240 million to go along with the 2 point something billion dollars that we got from the federal government. The emergency
14: roads and bridge repair program is already headed to the governor's desk. During a speech last week prior to signing the teacher pay raise bill, Governor Tate Reeves gave Mississippians a little bit of insight into how he feels about social media.
3: If you ever want to... Um, be entertained. Go to my Facebook page sometime and just and just read the comments.
18: And I do it from time to time. Uh, I don't know if I do it to get depressed or to be excited. I can't or just to laugh. I'm not sure.
14: Old Miss and Southern Miss are set to square off tonight at Trustmark Park in Pearl. The number nine Rebels are coming off a series victory over Kentucky. The number eighteen Golden Eagles are coming off a crucial series win over Louisiana Tech, which ultimately Launch them into the top 25 for the first time this season. First pitch is at 6 p.m. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
7: yourself with everything you need to take on your day.
0: Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. And now, now. another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
9: Begin your transition now.
0: Now on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back everyone to midday super talk Mississippi rolling into hour two from the Element Well Studios. Joining us now, Emily Havens, Executive Director of the Grammy Museum of Mississippi. Morning, Emily. Thanks for coming on.
19: Good morning. How are you
1: today? Doing great. Doing great. So, first, congratulations. Uh, quite the honor as the museum was recently named as one of the top ten pop culture museums in the United States. Quite the distinction for the museum for the state of Mississippi. Congratulations.
19: Thank you so much. This honor recognizes the birthplace of musical genres and world-famous singers, songwriters, directors, stars. Um, To be able to celebrate this with the museum and the other great Um, winners in the top ten was incredible you know the neon museum in las vegas is really cool so we were excited to be number two to them and of course in the top ten we have um baby king museum and the Sachs museum is really close to us too so we're excited no other place to me for us to at least be uh number two hopefully we'll be number one one day but number two for sure
1: yeah that is awesome uh something you guys expected thought might be the case may come out uh, with this outcome
19: well, I, I don't know. We, we've certainly been nominated by USA Today in a couple categories before, and we've been in the top 10 before, but we have never been voted number two in any of their categories. So this was really exciting to be able to be a part of all the different pop culture museums in the country.
1: Since that was announced, what, what has ensued uh, as a direct result of that?
19: We, of course, have interest from from visitors and, and people uh, responding on social media and congratulations and um, hopefully planning a visit here to Mississippi to see this museum. And certainly the MTV exhibit here uh, really speaks to the pop culture and, uh, and it's going to be um, here for several more months. So we're hoping to see more visitors here enjoying it and see why Mississippi was chosen and this museum was chosen for this honor.
1: Yeah, really cool. All right, so we just uh, recently had the Grammys. And uh, Mississippi fared pretty well. Tell us about that.
19: Yeah, we were so excited. We had several nominees this time. And, of course, just recently, a couple weeks ago, we had Grammy nominee Kenny Brown here, who was nominated uh, with the the Black Keys. So we're so excited to have so many Mississippians nominated. And to walk away with a couple of Grammys uh, is incredible. So Cedric Burnside... um, of course, now nominated a couple times. His first win, um, we've had him here many times and celebrated his nominations before. Cedric um, comes sometimes on National Drumming Day, which is uh, in November, and he does lessons with kids. So he's just a great friend of this museum and what we do here. And we've had Kingfish here twice. Um, Kingfish was here when we opened up the Stevie Ray Vaughan exhibit. Uh, Stevie Ray was a um, a real influence on Kingfish and uh, and he was a big fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan, and so of course he was much younger, uh, wasn't even alive when Stevie died, but yeah. he was um, really influenced by his his play, and so we've had Kingfish here a couple times, and just really excited for him, and his his second nomination, his, uh, his first win, and can't wait to welcome him back to this museum and celebrate with him, and also Boo Mitchell uh, of course, won a Grammy for um, with Cedric as uh, engineer on that on that um, of his album, and also worked with Kingfish and Boo was on our National Advisory Board. We have an exhibit here on Royal Studios, and so just a great win all the way around for Memphis and Mississippi.
1: So, as a result of receiving these Grammys, what what are the plans of uh, for the museum? Is there going to be any exhibits or or anything that would feature that?
19: Yeah, we we're we're fortunate enough now with Royal to have um, to have Boo's Grammy with up uh, for Uptown Funk, and so okay. that's in the exhibit. So we haven't we haven't talked to him about adding his new Grammy, but certainly having a feature on Kingfish and having a feature on Cedric, having those guys here to do a couple education programs for us and and programs for the community as well as highlighting them in the Mississippi Gallery will, is definitely on our radar. Um, those guys, I'm sure, going to parade that Grammy around for a little while, and <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. But uh, hopefully it will land here so we can uh, share it with the world and visitors and students um, at least for a couple of years. We would love that.
1: And Mississippi uh, has a a very uh, positive storied history with respect to the Grammys, uh, artists from Mississippi, and uh, their, their winning of Grammy Awards. Does it not?
19: Absolutely, we have uh, so many Grammy winners that I'm gonna say a couple of years ago and haven't done the math lately, but we had more Grammys per capita than the next five states combined. Wow. And uh, just really incredible to have that many winners and nominees and Hall of Fame winners, uh, Lifetime Achievement Award winners. And so for us to be able to celebrate those every day, honor them with exhibits and artifacts and share their stories and their legacies with the world is what we do best here. And so we, we love to be able every day to see a visitor that said, I didn't know so-and-so was from Mississippi. And to be able to share who that artist is and their story um, is really it's really great for us. It's great for our state. Um, and it's great for us to continue to highlight the achievements of Mississippians around the world.
1: Yeah, and that's across the genres, too, as far as Mississippi Absolutely. artists are concerned
19: gospel, and blues, and country, and rock, and um, an opera, Leotine Price, and blues is, of course, a big attraction for um, for so many international visitors. In some cases, they know a lot more about the blues than sometimes we do, yeah. but there's just so much, um, so many genres, so many artists from here that uh, are of interest to uh, to our visitors and our students. And, you know, and a lot of these, um, you know, we carry on their stories with students, and we educate them about opera and Leotine Price and what what she's done in that genre and what um, so many of our blues artists and Jimmy Rogers in the country music uh, uh, genre and so, you know, it's just great being able to share their stories.
1: With the summer approaching, Emily, is that a busy time of year for you? Are you expecting a lot of visitors?
19: yeah we um it's interesting this time of year is a lot of school groups of course because yeah. of their end of the year field trips and things um, and we have some programming going on in March but then we'll kick off I mean uh, in April we have women in the round coming up with uh, Pam Tillis and Carrie Tillis and Tricia Walker and Ashley Cleveland we're excited to welcome that program back to the museum it's a real bluebird experience on the front porch of the Grammy Museum on April 12th and we have a few tickets left for that it's almost sold out but this summer we'll of course kick off our free summer camp and so it will um, be June 27th through July 1st it's free uh, we will accept 30 kids uh, from 9 to 14 um, and so I hope people will check out our website and if you have a, a student um, that is in that age group we would sure like to be able to have them come to the museum for a week-long summer camp we've got great programming great kids for programs this summer and I'm looking forward to a lot of visitors
1: and what about the relationship uh, with Delta State University? That, that's really something special for the museum.
19: Yeah, it is. We work really close with them. Of course, we work with the Department of Music there. We work really close with D, uh, Delta Music Institute and also the B Pack. Um, so Delta Music Institute, this summer, we will uh, our kids will record and produce all of their songs in their studio, which is incredible to be able to do that. In turn, their kids during summer camp will come over to the museum, explore the museum, do karaoke. Um, the same thing with the B Pack. We work closely with workshops. Uh, we have a read it, see it, be it here at workshop. We do with. Um, Bologna Performing Arts Center, and then we will also partner with them for summer camps so that the kids that come to both our summer camps will get to experience everything we've got to offer here. And um, and so it's just a great partnership to be able to work so closely with that great educational institution that's right next door.
1: Yeah. I know we've talked about this before in your appearances on the show, but... Uh, people tend to be a little surprised when they find out that that uh, the museum the Mississippi Museum is located in the state of Mississippi that uh, what's the connection to the Grammys in the state of Mississippi in that location for the museum so I, you know
19: I think the they're definitely surprised that we're still the second second museum in the uh, in the world, yeah. and so we work so closely with our sister museum in LA, and we're so proud to partner with them. Um, but we really stand on our own, and as far as our education programs being located to Delta State is really the reason why this museum is located in Cleveland. Um, education is um, is our north star; it's what we focus on every single day, and to be able to be able to partner with Delta State and its education programs, and you know we work closely with even their marketing department. Um, there, You know, we there are ways that we can um, draw from their students with internships and education into internships and things like that, where we can further the things that we do and continue a really deep relationship with Delta State. And so I think it just makes sense for us to be located right next door.
1: Yeah, it's really cool, and, it, and it's uh, certainly a source of pride. It should certainly be for all Mississippians to, to have this uh, fantastic facility located in the boundaries of our state that uh, really uh, represents content and uh, happenings from all across the world with respect to music.
19: Yeah, absolutely. We're honored to have it here. We, uh, we look forward to welcoming all the visitors, um, and if you've been, come back because we have new artifacts, we have new exhibits, we have new programming, and we'd love to share this museum with everyone across our state and the region.
1: Always good to see you, Emily. Thanks for checking in and giving us an update. And congratulations on all the success of the museum, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Take care. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thanks so
19: much. Have
1: a great day. You too. Middays, we'll take a break right here from the Element Well Studios. We'll come right back. Stay with us.
9: We're in cold water, and I shall.
16: March into spring with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year 200 50,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and march into spring, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with the credit.
6: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
17: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk
15: Jackson 97.3.
0: And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. On to the real part.
9: Dino Mike!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on Middays in the Element Wealth Studios. Go to MyElementWealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. And we appreciate Element Wealth for their sponsorship of the Element Wealth Studios here on Middays. Lots of uh, texts rolling in on the C Spire text line. Appreciate all the engagement as usual, Moe says. So Pocahontas has now become Karen. Well, according to Elon Musk, <laughs> Mo's, uh, Senator Karen, for her sort of cranky attitude and constant nagging Karen, of course, during the COVID deal, became the, the label for such a person.
2: <laughs> that's just when it kind of hit mainstream.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Pocahontas needs to take remedial financial literacy courses. Maybe she'll finally find out where dollars actually come from. That from Reese and Clarksdale. Yeah, I don't know. I believe uh, she thinks she knows it all, for sure. Maybe my crackpot idea of government forcing big tech to change business practice to pay users, users for their data is not far from new conservative thought. New in quotes. Free marketers better get busy or lose the argument. That uh, on the ceasefire text line from Tom in Lumberton. You know, Tom, I hear you. A couple of comments and thoughts I would have about that. First is it's voluntary. You don't have to give your information. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to use it. Second, they would of course argue, we do compensate you. You get to use these tools for free. That's your compensation. That's what makes it work. If government, which I would completely oppose them intervening and forcing these companies to pay for private information even calculating what that amount should be would be an incredibly arduous, subjective, and flawed effort. Secondly, they'd say, okay, well then we're just going to start charging everybody. And if they start charging everybody, a lot of people would bolt and say, well, I'm not going to pay for that. And if people bolt, then they don't have advertisers and the whole economic model collapses.
2: Which I think is part of the... uh mystique around blockchain and cryptocurrency because in the same vein of they're getting your information and your data points and are using it for their own good and profit, Mm -hmm. with the blockchain and cryptocurrency and decentralization, it's not available on Apple iPhones because it can damage the computing processor for the iPhone, but Google phones and computers they have entire communities online where you can just go play games and you're giving your time and your data points and computer processing power and stuff, but you can make a tiny little amount of cryptocurrency on the blockchain hmm. by allowing, basically while you're doodling or whatever with the game, it's running processes for mining. I got you. So so instead it, of getting paid for your information, like what you like on Facebook and what brands you're looking at, <coughs> It's using your time and energy
1: and computing power to make you a little bit of money. Makes sense. It's it's essentially a trade. It's, it's, a, it's a trade that just doesn't happen to involve cash, dollars. It's an in-kind trade, if you will. Very, very common. Interesting, though. Hadn't thought about that, but makes total sense. It makes total sense. Neil from McGee. I'm going to get back on this subject, uh, Neil. Thanks for... Chiming in, he says, "Have y'all seen the trans kid matter billboards popping up all over the state? One was in McGee yesterday on Forty Nine. I haven't personally, but numerous friends have sent me photos of such billboards. It does seem to be that this whole transgender issue, once again, is it kind of moving to the forefront of race." as the social justice cause. The cause du jour. Yeah. And I say that because last week was Transgender Visibility Day. I think that was last Thursday. Were you aware of that, folks? That as declared by the White House. I didn't know there was such a thing. So the White House published a fact sheet. All right, the title of this fact sheet. This is I'm looking at it right now on the whitehouse.gov website. Biden Harris administration advances equality and visibility for transgender Americans. Now, I'm going to move the screen around here so Rhino can see it. I want you to see how long this thing is. That's the fact sheet. I'm still scrolling. <laughs> Okay, so you see the various bullet points, right? I counted them on the break. 55. Now, these are 55 actions that the administration is taking, taking to promote transgender equality. 55. Unbelievable. The Department of State is announcing – this is one of them – that beginning on April eleventh, twenty 2022, all U.S. citizens will be able to select an X as their gender marker on their passport. We've talked about that. This is a major step in delivering on the President's commitment to expand access to accurate identification documents for transgender and non-binary Americans. Uh, Expanding airline partnerships to enhance the overall travel experience. Updating the TSA PreCheck Traveler Program enrollment to include ex-gender markers. Providing health, mental health resources for transgender youth. Training to support transgender and non-binary students in schools. Confirming the positive impact of gender-affirming care on youth mental health. Confirming that gender-affirming care is trauma-informed care. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Rhino. This whole effort, you recall, during the COVID deal to dismiss the value of various therapies, treatments, hydroxychloroquine comes to mind, there are others, I guess ivermectin was one. It hasn't been fully tested. Remember that was the deal. Which they did finally finish a
2: big study on ivermectin, and it didn't do. Said it's
1: nothing, right?
2: Agree. But that was e- even if a person. But it took 18 months to finish that. So
1: correct. Yeah. So, but a lot of these hormone treatments and. Um, Puberty blockers and all that stuff. A lot of that stuff's in the same status. A lot of that's not completely full. Because there's crazy stuff out there, honestly. It's on the envelope, shall we say. I just wanted to point that out. It just seems to be in conflict with the the follow-the-science narrative. By the way, I saw a license plate a couple of days ago. It's got a... I can't tell if it's a label. It was an out-of-state tag. Label, or if it was imprinted on the license plate. Follow the science. On the license plate. The uh, Social Security Administration, continuing on with some of the actions in, uh, listed in this Biden-Harris administration Transgender Visibility Day fact sheet. Accessing retirement savings is one of the bullet points. The Social Security Administration is announcing that it is removing the requirement that transgender people show proof of identity as a doctor's notes in order to update their gender information in their Social Security record. So you'll just be able to go in there and change your gender. It won't stop here. It absolutely won't stop here. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is announcing that it will promote greater equity and inclusion for members of the transgender community by giving individuals the option to select an X during the voluntary self-identification questions that are part of the intake process for filing a charge of discrimination. I mean, there's 55 of those kinds of things.
2: Mose has a good point on the ceasefire text line. If your subject matter requires 55 bullet points, you should have used chapters. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll be fair in that uh, to them on this. Uh, most they do have categories without a bullet point, and then the bullet points are indented underneath most of them, unless there's just a single bullet point on an item. So, but I hear you. I'm still astonished. There's page after page, and there's 55. That's that's the main point out of here. 55 actions, individual actions being taken. <laughs> We'll take a break here from the Element Well Studios. Don't forget Representative Charles Busby at 1205. With an update from the
11: legislature, middays will return. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 90% chance of rain, high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 84. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy conditions, low around 49. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 70 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
20: well think again if you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction regardless of your age or medical history innovative health clinic in Ridgeland can help their treatment options work without pain needles surgery or medications and no downtime using the latest proven technology call 601-944-5585 or visit innovativehealthclinic.net for an appointment today
13: protect your home and office with Habard Pest Control a family owned and operated business for 75 years Havard provides and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
10: Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German Town Hall. Callaway's
17: is. Callaway's is.
14: Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is hoping to wrap up a long legislative session today. He told us this morning they've got about 30 bills
9: left. And uh, we're also doing some reviews just to make sure that we didn't miss something, which I pr- probably did with a six and a half billion dollar budget. Mm-hmm. But we're going over and catching things that we might, might have put it in the wrong spot or whatever and, and do some cleanup work. And they've already accomplished a lot. Uh, when you go through everything from taxes to medical marijuana, when you go through spending $1.45 billion on roads and bridges. Yesterday, we announced a uh, road and bridge project that looks like the 1985 Act. The Mississippi legislature is appropriating $240 million to go along with the $2.something billion dollars that we got from the federal government. The
14: emergency roads and bridge repair program is already headed to the governor's desk.
6: People today could spend half their lives over 50, so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org/ms.
1: Back in the Element Well Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi, you are tuned in to middays. All right, so we talked about the iconic Oreo cookie. A lot of folks.: Because like everybody cookie. looks to Oreo for life advice. And <laughs> their video about a youngster coming out, dealing with that situation and forming his grandmother and working with his mother through that, who's become uh, comfortable with it. Anyhow, so you got Oreo. Why can't they just make cookies? That's the, the point. We just talked about the White House and their transgender visibility fact sheet. Well, it gets even better. Eric Adams, the... Recently elected mayor of New York. He is uh, wanting to know, he wa- wa- excuse me, he's wanting Floridians to know that New York is open for business with respect to embracing the LGBTQIA community. And he has, uh, the city of New York is spending $5 million on billboards. We were talking about the billboards, folks have been reporting around the state of Mississippi. And I don't know who's behind that, honestly. I don't know. He's running a series of billboards in the state of Florida. I'm looking at some of the examples. And. They're spending $5 bucks on this, trying to entice Floridians who are uncomfortable with the recent bill enacted into law by Governor DeSantis that prohibits the discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in classrooms for kindergartners through third graders. Seems common sense to me, but it doesn't to a lot of folks who feel like their rights are being violated, like they have the right to discuss sexual orientation and gender identity, which is absurd. There's no right to that. Of course, it has been, has the law mislabeled as the don't say gay law, which is totally hogwash. That is absolutely not true. And I'm, I'm looking at the billboards here, loud, proud, still allowed. People say a lot of ridiculous things in New York, don't say gay isn't one of them. And the little signature at the bottom of these billboards, NYC, heart shape with the LGBTQ rainbow flag. Coloring the heart, the inside of the heart, you. NYC, heart, you. You you get it. These are the billboards. New York City is alive and so is free speech. Come to the city where you can say whatever you want, and it's got the word gay imprinted on that billboard about a thousand times in just various configurations and angles and orientations and fonts. (laughs) It's just crazy. But they're running these billboards in the major cities in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, and West Palm for eight weeks. Now, they say it's privately funded, that they got private money to do this. We are going to loudly show our support to say to those who are living in Florida, Listen, we want you here in New York. Want you right here in New York City, Adams said in City Hall, where he was flanked by LGBTQ lawmakers. How many people you think are going to move from Florida to New York over this? Because it's been reported that even a lot of members of the LGBTQ community support this law. And Democrats. This is just jump the shark. I mean, so... I guess if you, don't, if you oppose this law, does that mean you want to teach and discuss sexual orientation and gender identity with a kindergartner?
2: Sure seems like
1: it. I mean, that would be the antithesis. It's no different than the so-called anti-CRT legislation just enacted here in the state of Mississippi. I, I, I marveled at the Democrats. I witnessed it three and a half hours that took to the floor in the House. To voice their opposition to the bill, I just wanted to ask them, well, do you are you saying that we should allow teaching that that a person can be inferior or superior to another on the basis of these immutable characteristics? Because that's all the bill in Mississippi did. I thought that was consistent with equality. I, what am I missing there? So do you want teachers to say, nope, you're superior to them? If you oppose it, I think it infers that at a minimum. And the same thing is here. Do you, so you want to push this stuff, to thrust this on young, impressionable minds? Can't they just worry about reading and writing and arithmetic, as they say? It's just unbelievable. So they're running these billboards. This is the culture war of our time, I guess. When other states show their true colors, we show ours. And the we show ours, of course, is in the rainbow colors. This guy Adams, I'm not sure he's much better than de Blasio. By the way, under the age of four? Because you can't get vaccinated, there's no approved vaccination, you still got to wear a mask in the schools in New York. I went somewhere yesterday to purchase an item, not going to say where, but in the parking lot, I pulled up and there was a, what was apparently a young mother and three young children that I'm going to guess were ages. Three to six. And we're outside, brilliant, sunshiny day, and they're wearing stupid masks. It's borderline child abuse. But this goofy Eric Adams in New York requiring two-year-olds to four-year-olds in preschool to wear masks. it It is. It's child abuse. And it's Of zero value, none. I just don't get it. Is it just hanging on to power? All right, let's continue on with the other crazy stuff happening with respect to this transgender equity visibility. The city of Palm Springs, California, they got a woke council out there. They just voted on a pilot program that will pay 20 transgender residents up to $900 a month for two years. But you have to be transgender. Now, I don't know how you prove that exactly. That's over my pay grade. But it's an experiment, they say. But why transgender? And by the way, they voted unanimously on this. What, what, what's the deal, Why does? what's the rationale to pick out that, those people? Once again, you see how everything is based on what you are, not who you are? Yeah, you're going to give them money. We are proud to be a beacon of hope for the rest of the nation, says Christy Holstedge, one of the board members. We've worked hard to build an inclusive community. Our latest proposal guarantees income for trans and non binary people. It's 200 grand, ain't a lot. Oh, of course, <laughs> Rhino, there's photos <laughs> of people uh, outside the, uh, where the meeting was held. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, holding a sign outside with a mask on, of course. (laughs) You have to laugh. I don't know what else to do. It's just so absurd. It's so preposterous. This is the kind of stuff that's happening in this country. Pay no attention to... Crime? Border chaos? We didn't even get to that. It looks like they're going to move forward with this elimination of Title 42. What happened to following the science? you got to wear a mask if you're a two-year-old. Think about this for a minute in New York. But if you got COVID coming across the border now, we're not going to test you or detain you or send you back. We welcome all commerce at the border. But a two-year-old's got to wear a mask in New York. Unbelievable how upside down all that stuff is. We'll step aside for a break right here on middays from the Element Well Studios. Representative Charles Busby after the 12 o'clock break. Stay with us. <laughs>
13: When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young's HP A4 for your business's managed print services and supplies. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business.
18: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation is celebrating 100 years this year, taking a look at the then and now numbers in the 100 years. The number of farms in 1922 was 264,664. It's now 34,700. Total farm acres in 1922 was 18.1 million. It's now 10.4 million. The average farm size in 1922 was 68 acres. It's now 300 acres. The acres of cotton harvested in 1920 1922 was 3 million, it's now 430,000, but the number of bales produced in 1922 is 1.1 million, it's now 1 million. The number of cattle in 1922 was 922,000 981, it's now 920,000 even. Production value in 1922 was 15 million, it's now 282 million. Total commodity production value in 1922 was 8.1 million, it's now 8.3 million. I'm Dixon Williams, this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network
0: you know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money do you have an old outdated website or just a facebook page and still not bringing in customers Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
4: Cotton isn't a crop, it's a calling. That's why you battle
0: resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at CottonWeedControl.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides, made for this. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions.
7: Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Not planning on going to Florida or New York, but what would happen if one of the rainbow flags was set on fire like the American flag? Stephen Pontatak asked. Just strictly hypothetical. Do you think that the government will let it slide like the American flag? Well, that's an interesting question, uh, Steve. It, <laughs> it may be construed as some form of hate speech. You can hate the country, but you can't hate that particular symbol. I, and i, I got to be clear again, even though I, I know I'm ranting on this subject, because it's, it's just so pervasive. When the White House makes a whole day, a visibility day, for such a tiny fraction of the population, let's be clear, if you're a citizen, it doesn't matter. What your gender or non-gender or whatever the hell that is, I don't even know anymore. And, I, and I, honestly, you're entitled to to the rights of any other citizen, but no more. That's the point.
2: Yeah, you're not entitled to some mythical right that everybody has to buy into
1: your mental illness, but to live in your fantasy world. Might we see the White House publish a a document with 55? action items on it, with respect to, I don't know, white male cisgenders. It's a serious question. What about a universal basic income for that demographic? How do they come up with transgenders? That seems discriminatory, talking about Palm Springs here. And mark my word, more cities are going to do it. You know it's coming. It's, it's almost, again, it's this, I guess it's an overused term. Speaking of terms that didn't exist a few years ago, virtue signaling. It's like, I'm I'm more woke than you. It's like a race, a competition. I care more than you do. Look, I'm going to give away somebody else's money, by the way, to this group over here. Therefore, I care more.
2: Which, if it was such a big deal, you'd think the community of Palm Springs with a population of 48,000 would have more than 20 individuals
1: that would need assistance. Exactly. It's 200 grand. And then what? It's a pilot program. You could argue that, oh, all we're trying to do is get them more hooked on government. Right? More dependent. That hadn't worked out very well. You've been doing that for 60 years government, lefties, it's on you. So I don't know, Steve. It It's an interesting question. Appreciate you sending that in. Man. Blaine and Jackson says, yes, it, it's uh, reverse discrimination at the highest levels I've ever seen. I completely agree. It's... But it's ubiquitous. It's public sector. It's private sector. All this what you are, not who you are. This, what I call, the march to mediocrity. Carlo University recently hosted an event on rejecting white Christianity. The speaker argued the, the primary theme of the speech, white people should, quote, crucify their whiteness. Called for the embrace of hopelessness and urged people to ethically lie to make right for past wrongs. In other words, lying is okay as long as in some way it's atoning for what they've deemed to be past wrongs. Incredible. Vanderbilt University recently had a professor deliver a dying of whiteness lecture at Cornell. What What are they trying to do? Steamroll those demographics? Apparently it's a book. Dying of Whiteness is a book about the health effects of undermining public trust in institutions, infrastructure, expertise, and forms of knowledge. When I say whiteness, I don't mean there's some genetics or biology of whiteness. This is the author. There are many different ways of being white such as delayed gratification, remember that one? Can-do attitude, hard work, putting performance above race, gender, ethnicity. Unbelievable. March to mediocrity. Carolyn Starvel says it's government pushing an anti-God agenda. Non-gender study, look in your pants, study complete, save millions of tax dollars. (laughs) Oh, man, that on the ceasefire tax line. Time for a break here. Sir Elton John bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back with more. We've got Representative Charles Busby after Supertalk News and Fox News. Stay with us.
0: Listening to WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baronistreepros.com.
17: News. I'm Lillian Wu. Ukraine gets a sign of support from Germany, whose foreign minister has spoken out in favor of providing Ukraine with additional weapons. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky pushing for change in his address before the UN Security Council. U.S. Ambassador to the UN agreeing. Russia should not have a position of authority in a body whose purpose, whose very purpose is to promote respect for human rights linda thomas greenfield saying russia's using its position in the council to spread propaganda An ap reporting that former president trump's daughter ivanka trump is set to testify before the january 6th panel as the investigation turns to her father's inner circle america's listening to fox news the
16: batteries plus we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save on boat, RV, and motorcycle batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com.
15: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, GottaGoRentals.com.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The price of gas in our state has inched down five cents over the past week. Currently, the average price for a gallon of regular is at $385. Your cheapest gas in the state can be found at the Blue Sky in Boonville for $315 and Sam's Club in Tupelo for $341. A past Christian man has been arrested after reportedly shooting his stepfather. After the shooting, police from two jurisdictions had to chase 19-year-old Gabriel Raymond Alexander Grace through Waveland into Bay St. Louis. The chase finally came to an end when Alexander Grace wrecked his car into a fence. Police were able to nab this suspect when he ran into a nearby house. Alexander Grace is charged with aggravated assault, domestic violence, and failure to yield when an officer signals. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
3: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know we led the largest initiative to keep local governments from taking your private property through eminent domain? We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at MSFB.org.
14: Several crew members from the Hurricane Hunters are facing disciplinary action after an unscheduled landing at Martha's Vineyard Friday. Crewmen were seen loading a vintage BMW motorcycle onto the plane. Pretty hard for locals to miss their C-130 aircraft. The Super Hercules is huge and very recognizable. The investigation into their unplanned trip won't be complete for a couple of weeks. According to State Auditor Shad White, only half of all of Mississippi's public university graduates stay in the state three years after leaving college. In an effort to decrease that number and address the state's brain drain, White has come up with the Stay in the SIP fellowship program.
6: If you are an accounting student uh, and you're going through a Mississippi University, you've done a couple of years, we'll pay for the last couple of years of your accounting degree or we'll pay for your master's degree in accounting and in exchange you agree to come work for me in the state auditor's office for two years during the month of april aarp mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud so your money lives longer they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org ms
10: Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today leading the way in training, credentials and job placement.
6: How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world. Agriculture and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family and farm bureau.
1: Back on midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rocking into hour three of the program Gerard and Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios. Joining us now, Representative Charles Busby from the Mississippi State House of Representatives. He represents District 111, that's Jackson County. He's the chair of the Transportation Committee. Good afternoon, Representative Busby. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, good afternoon, Gerard. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So, how's it going down there? You guys about to wrap it up, or what do you think at this point? I think so.
12: (laughs) I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll get out of here today. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What
1: remains? I know you've been working on budget, appropriations, bills, uh, uh, all that money-related stuff here at the end you guys got to take care of. Where do we
12: stand? Gerard, I wish I could give you an update on that, but it seems like we pass five bills and then we recommit three bills and we kind of jump (laughs) all over the calendar. It's kind of hard to keep up with.
1: Yeah. You know, something I I talked about earlier on the show, uh, Representative Busby, is this ballot initiative bill, it's a resolution actually, that it doesn't feel like we're going to get anything. I know there was some procedural move last week to, I don't exactly remember the terminology, but could keep it alive, but once we sign he die, I mean, that's it, right?
12: Yeah, yeah, that'll be it, unless uh, the governor sees fit to call a special session for that, and uh, you know, my opinion is that he won't do that. Yeah. But he may surprise me, but it you know, it is a uh, it is something that needs to be addressed, and you and I have talked about it before. How yeah. I, I would like to see the initiative process be a little different than what we had previously, and I think the product that comes out, and I guess it'll be next year now, uh, will be different where we can, we can change general law as opposed to constitutional amendments.
1: Yeah, exactly, but it seems like the the matter where there is some degree of contention between the House and the Senate is the House wanted to stay, as I recall, with the, uh, the present requirement for the number of signatures calculated as 12% of the total ballots cast in the last gubernatorial election. I think the Senate's version would have had the signature requirements elevated to 12% of the voting population, which is more than 2x what the House's... Uh, signature requirements would be the so the bar is higher, and that anybody interested in getting a measure on the ballot, it costs money, as you know, to uh, for such efforts to uh, put sure. those together, and uh, and then of course collect the signatures. It, it doesn't seem like, and I know this isn't your area, but I'm just I'm talking about this one because it seems like kind of one of the things that didn't get done you know, of all the major issues, and I think the citizens of Mississippi were looking forward to something being on the ballot this coming fall for them to approve and and fix this problem we have.
12: Well, now it looks like it'll be on the ballot. The following fall.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's where uh, we are. You
12: know, as you say, it's not my my area. I, I wasn't in on those negotiations, so I uh, I can't speak much much to that. Other than we obviously need a mechanism for doing it, and uh, I hope we can improve on the one we used to have.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. All right, so tell us about uh, funding for roads and bridges. Something that's smack dab in the middle of your sweet spot, there, <laughs> as chair of the transportation committee.
12: How are we looking? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think uh, I think it's, it's, it's been a pretty good year for MDOT. Uh, I'm not going to say that we've got all the problems solved, but uh, we've moved in that direction. You know, uh, going back seven years ago when I first became chairman of the Transportation Committee, uh, we went and, and toured the state and we looked at road and bridge conditions across the state, and I reported back that we had major issues on the state system. However, they kind of paled in comparison to the issues that we had on the local systems and county systems. So uh, we had the 2018 special session and uh, since that time, I, I don't know that, that your listeners would be aware of this, but now we're, we're looking at about Three hundred million dollars a year of recurring money that's going into the local systems, you know about 126 million or so uh, from the use tax going to uh, to cities and 126 million going to counties. You know, they each get 15 percent of the use tax that comes in, and that I'm giving numbers of how it will be yeah. by extrapolating the numbers that we've used uh how it will be when it's fully implemented come july of this year and then uh, another uh 40 million dollars going to the lsbp program which used to get 20 million dollars and it was kind of iffy it seemed as a bond bill that was the very first thing to get cut out of the bond bill uh back back in those days but this is going to be a consistent uh source of income and then we get along to where we are on the state system the only thing that we've really done for the state system up until this point is the 80 million dollars in lottery money and the sports betting which has brought in about five million and then the fees on hybrid and electric vehicles which is a little over a million is where we stand right now uh and and that's that's not solving that problem we have about 65 billion dollars in assets at DOT at roadways and bridges 65 billion dollars wow and you know to maintain that asset you know if you were just looking at 10 percent of the asset value you'd be talking about 6.5 billion dollars a year and we've been doing it on about 1.2 1.3 billion dollars this year, we're going to be closer to about 1.5, 1.6. We have put uh, another 35 million dollars into there from from the general fund uh, for capacity projects. However. We have about five billion dollars in capacity project needs across the state, so we really had not closed that gap very much. And then we've got 45 uh, million that we're putting into maintenance projects, which is really the mills and overlay, the asphalt, uh, which is what the 80 million from the lottery goes to. And therein, we we have about a 400 million dollar per year gap in what it takes to maintain that asset. So again, we. We've put a little money into it, but we're still a long ways from solving those problems. We haven't addressed. There are 56 bridges that are impacted by the harvest permit change from last year at a cost of about $235 million. This is pretty much an unfunded uh, mandate that that we didn't provide any money for that on our state systems either, so we've got a long ways to go. Um, I hope we'll keep chipping away at it.
1: Yeah what about the arpa money representative busby are you pleased with that and what can we expect with respect to infrastructure improvements from those funds
12: well you know most of the arpa money is being gone is going to the agencies for uh, programs that the the cities and counties will have to apply for we haven't had a lot of arpa money that's that's gone to infrastructure other than we have the The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which is providing an additional $179 million in in federal spending authority for MDOT, Mm -hmm. over the next year and it's going to be nearly a billion over the next five years. And we did provide another 40 million dollars to MDOT for matching funds for that. So that was a one I failed to mention a moment ago. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be very beneficial in helping reduce the gap that we have on our capacity projects across the state. All those places where we need passing lanes and turning lanes and we may have needed an additional lane here and there. Uh, all the these these bottlenecks we have across the state. Hopefully, we can begin to address those. Yeah. What about Executive
1: Director Brad White? Good friend. Uh, You've been pleased with his performance? It seems like a
12: perfect fit for him. You know, Gerardo, can't say enough. I can't say enough about Brad or Harry Lee James at uh, State Aid for that matter. Uh, having the confidence that that those folks bring uh, they are they are doing what is necessary to cultivate a relationship with the legislature and to uh, to instill a confidence from the legislature that they are being good stewards of the money that is being made available by the legislature and and that that means everything that makes my job and Senator branding's job so much easier over here when uh, when we're able to show that the monies that we have provided over to DOT and the state aid are being, uh, being well used and being looked after.
1: Yeah. I I've seen the executive director white uh, make presentations to some some civic club events and so forth in the Mats County Economic Development Authority where uh, I serve and he does an excellent job of really laying all that out and it just just seems like he's he's got a good handle on all the issues and and more importantly all the money and and, and to your point what it takes to run that whole deal and and uh you know the plans of how they go about allocating that money it's a fairly complex undertaking
12: it is you know and it's uh, it's very very impressive what director white has done And uh, in, in to gain an understanding of yeah. the the federal programs i mean essentially complex. They're not a state agency. You know, they're right. like a subsidiary right. of the federal government. Yeah. And and being able to to understand the requirements of the, of the feds and spending these dollars is very very important. A very very important part of this job. Yeah. And he he seems to have gotten a pretty good grasp of it, and we appreciate his input on that. Uh, you know, we we threw 35 million dollars at uh, at capacity projects yeah. plus. The 40 million for the match, and we we need to give him the flexibility that go. it takes to spend
11: that money. Appreciate, it, really- Representative. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
8: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects.
9: We have all kinds of stuff.
8: Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flat. Magstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone? That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com Guys, have Viagra and
20: Cialis let you down? It can get
8: you to the point
20: where you think your best days are behind you.
6: Super Talk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team here in the Jackson Metro area. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for one of the most well-known media brands in Mississippi, Ole Miss Sports and other great sponsorships, email your resume to jobs at supertalk.fm. That's jobs at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi Media is an equal opportunity. The employer
7: to all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning 6 till 9 gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3
0: hey is everybody ready i'm ready ready here middays with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi
1: Whatever that means. <laughs> Susu su <studio. laughs> We appreciate uh, Representative Busby uh, for joining us today, and I apologize, folks, for asking a question that kind of bled us into the break there. Sometimes that happens, and that's a risk of doing these remote interviews. I should ask that question earlier on, but I think we got uh, lots of great information from Representative Busby with respect to... Uh, transportation, transportation funding, and and uh, really, if you haven't had a chance to hear or see Executive Director Brad White from Mississippi Department of Transportation Development uh, speak, he he really does have great command over the operations and the funding model, which is is different than other state agencies because, as Representative Busby said, it it is really as much, if not more, of an extension of the federal government because so much of the roads are are uh, funded, and, the, and so much of the funding that the agency receives comes from the federal government, So, and it's kind of a matching uh, deal. So anyhow, apologize for that, but uh, thanks for Representative Busby for coming on. There always questions about various projects and areas around the state, and I, I would uh, recommend you talk to your transportation uh, commissioner uh, about those projects. They, for the most part, do... Uh, have oversight for that. You got uh, John Caldwell in the North, there's three. Um, You've got Willie Simmons, Commissioner for the Central District, and then Tom King in the South District. But one of the things you heard Representative Busby say is besides the ARPA money, the $1.9 trillion enacted by the federal government last year, which included $1.8 $1.8 billion directly to the state. Some constraints on that, how that money can be spent. And then there are various uh, buckets of money that went to individual counties and cities based on population. In addition to that, you've got this bipartisan infrastructure bill, which has got a bunch of money in it for said purpose, but it's also got a bunch of money in it that has nothing to do with infrastructure, and, of course, it includes money to build out 500,000 charging stations across the country. That bill passed with some support from Republicans, 14 in the Senate, including Senator Wicker from Mississippi. And there's uh, obviously lots of opinions on that bill. I, I get mainly concerned because when the federal government's putting out that kind of money, as woke as the government is now, You're going to see all sorts of restrictions and requirements and conditions in the name of equity and, of course, coddling the unions will be part of that as well. So I just get worried about the efficient use and deployment of that money. Uh, let's see. Ken wants to know on the ceasefire text line is allocating a fancy way of saying spending. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> I mean, the allocation it essentially commits it, Ken, and then the spending actually cuts the checks, if you will. That's the distinction. So it has to be allocated before it can be spent. As part of the process. Ed from New Hope says plus highway money from the lottery. Yep. Um, and you heard Representative Busby talk about that, Ed. Yeah, that's $80 million a year, uh, up to $80 million. The first $80 million of net proceeds produced by the Mississippi Lottery Corporation does, in fact, go to the state highway fund. It doesn't have to get appropriated or allocated. It goes directly to that fund by statute, by law. Members of the legislature have no access to those funds uh, that come in from the lottery. Just to clarify, the remaining funds generated by the lottery, over and above the first eighty million a year, go to the education enhancement fund, and uh, that was established some years ago. And it's got very detailed, uh, specific allocation formulas included, provided for in that law of how that money gets spent. and And the lottery has already achieved the eighty million dollar threshold. That happened. Um, in February. It averages about $10 million a month of net proceeds to the state, so you can do the math there and see why that happened in February. So the remaining four months of the fiscal year, which ends June 30th, of net proceeds produced by the lottery will go to the Education Enhancement Fund. But that's uh, overall, I mean, it's been a good deal economically obviously for the state in that respect. Uh, Lots of questions about the stories being printed, published by the Mississippi Today, a left-leaning media outfit concerning the welfare scandal and alleged connection to it by former Governor Phil Bryant. Honestly, I can't make heads or tails out of the stories. I've read them. I think it's a series. I want to say it's an eight-part series. Two have been... Published thus far, I haven't seen today's, and maybe there's not one today. I think that would be part three. It gets into a lot of details and text messages between the governor and Brett Favre and so forth. I, I can't tell that there's any any uh, breach of uh, fiduciary responsibility or or any sort of. Uh, ethical violations. I I can't see it at this point. That's just me, and it just feels like that a mountain is attempted to be made, being attempted to being made out of a molehill here. But uh, we shall see. I don't see anything that just piques my attention that says, "Oh yeah, there's smoke and gun, really serious problem here." I don't see it at this point. The scandal itself, terrible. The individuals involved in that, the ex-head of the Department of Human Services and some private citizens as well that were running programs funded by money coming down from the federal government for said purpose. Yeah, that's a big old problem and a scandal, and it is an abomination, no doubt. It's disgusting. It's just another example of overt abuse of taxpayer money. Plenty of that, for sure. Speaking of which, more money for COVID, ten billion dollars coming from the federal government. Uh, More COVID aid, vaccines, therapeutics, testing. All concerns about and then some money plowed back, plowed back for future variants. $750 million. Wow for research, clinical trials, and development of vaccines for emerging variants. And there's a bunch of other programs that are, whose budget is uh, being reduced to fund this deal. But it looks like that there's some bipartisan support for this deal. Speaking of bipartisan support, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, the Supreme Court nominee, that uh, has conducted and completed hearings in the U.S. Senate to advise and consent on her joining the Supreme Court. Three Republicans have come out and said they will be yay votes in support of her nomination. It would be Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Susan Collins from Maine, and of course Mitt Romney from Utah. I'm thinking Mitt Romney is seriously considering running for president. He may run as a Republican in the primary and then go at it as an independent. Just a thought I had. I don't know. I, I'm
2: starting. I think he would have better luck starting as an independent. I agree. Than starting as a, as a Republican, but I still don't see him having very good a very good chance.
1: Me at it. either. He, you know, he's got deep contempt for Donald Trump, and I think he would run as a Republican in the primary just so he could debate Trump, and they could go at it at each other. It's just a thought. I don't know. He may not do anything. Which, it's, if he I'll did that, it he would be point.
2: the left's darling, but then the second he got out in front, it would come back with his binders of women and his dog on the roof of the car for a road trip and all that fun stuff, and it would be all back over it.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. It should be fun, though. Should be a fun cycle. We'll see. Karen and Ripley wants to know is any of the money for roads and bridges been sent to the counties yet. The county money, our rural roads are in dire need of repair. That's a good question, Karen. Now, honestly, I don't know. If somebody out there knows the answer to that, please let us know. There's money that went directly to cities, money that that went directly to counties. Their money is a lot less restricted. You may have seen reports of the outrageous abuse. Because I I know there are areas in the country that have. I just don't know about what the process is, if they have to apply for that, how that works. I apologize for that. So I I can't really state with respect to Mississippi counties and cities. But I do know counties and cities across the country have received it. Because there's been reports of using it for golf courses and And, um, oh, you know, all kinds of little civic buildings and stuff like that that have nothing to do with this. Statues and crazy things, because it's less restrictive, really not achieving the intent. We'll be right back here on Middays from the Element Well Studios. we got half an hour left. Stay with us.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 90% chance of rain, high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 84. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy conditions, low around 49. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 70 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gattis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gattis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
16: March into spring with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year two hundred fifty. 1,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and March in the spring, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details
13: with approved credit on select models. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
11: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey
18: Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree?
3: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new
18: concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate.
3: Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
15: Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a
17: family. It was just a good experience in itself to
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The price of gas in our state has inched down five cents over the past week. Currently, the average price for a gallon of regular is at $385. Your cheapest gas in the state can be found at the Blue Sky in Boonville for $315 and Sam's Club in Tupelo for $341. A past Christian man has been arrested after reportedly shooting his stepfather. After the shooting, police from two jurisdictions had to chase 19-year-old Jabriel Raymond Alexander Grace through Waveland into Bay St. Louis. The chase finally came to an end when Alexander Grace wrecked his car into a fence. Police were able to nab this suspect when he ran into a nearby house. Alexander Grace is charged with aggravated assault, domestic violence, and failure to yield when an officer signals. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
13: The Huntington's Disease Society of America's South Region will be hosting the inaugural Mississippi Team Hope Walk on Saturday, May 21st at 9 a.m. at Lakeshore Park in Brandon. Huntington's disease is fatal and a genetic disease described as having ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's simultaneously. Join us in the fight against Huntington's disease at hdsa.org forward slash thwms.
0: Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Come on! Come on! Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
7: All right, we are back!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
8: It's always the same
1: it's just a shame. That's all. I'll we are back on midday super taut Mississippi me. Me we're glad night. you joined us today the same. just peeked outside and the uh, the Sun is shining down after the rainy stormy weather moved through so we are grateful for that with respect to this arpa money I'm still not sure how that works but I know Cities and counties have gotten it, so I don't know about various cities and counties in Mississippi. But there are a number of reports about the pet projects, because it really wasn't very restricted. And here's, here's a few for you. $400 million in Alabama used to create new prisons. $2 million in Potawatomi County, Iowa, to buy a privately owned ski area. $6.5 million to replace two Colorado Springs golf courses. Irrigation system, excuse me. Their golf courses the irrigation system. I was going to say, 6500000 million won't buy you a golf course. And a combined $80 million for tourism marketing campaigns for Puerto Rico, Tucson, Arizona, and Washington, D.C., It's just unbelievable how this money just filters out, nobody pays attention or cares, no restrictions on it, and this $1.9 trillion, well, first of all, what the hell does that have to do with COVID? Because this was supposed to be recovery money used to aid in the recovery effort from the shutdowns of COVID. And the... Uh, Economic impact, the, the adverse economic impact COVID had on counties and cities. And this is what they're spending it on. It got nothing to do with COVID. And this money, once again, that just was printed out of thin air, infused into the economy, it's one of the reasons your price at the pump is high. Why the, the cost of groceries is up and everything else you're buying. Saw so all this money dropped out of helicopters. There you go. Here's an example. $12 million in Dutchess County, New York, to renovate a Yankees minor league stadium. A hotel in Broward County, Florida. $140 million. It's just incredible. $5 million in Massachusetts to pay off debts of the Edward M. Kennedy Institute for the U.S. Senate. These are just the ones being reported. You know there's a whole lot more. But that's in the COVID bill. It means nothing. Absolutely means nothing. Gerard, the medical marijuana money after cost should have been divided up like the lottery money. That's from Moe's. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a lot of money. Uh, I, it's just my opinion. Uh, it's not certainly in the, the range of what a lot of people think, and remember that that money – so the medical marijuana industry is a private industry, and besides the basic fees and licenses that have to be obtained, the sales taxes generated on the sale of the product works like other sales tax revenues do. It is just part of that. System. So that goes part to the state, part back to the municipality. The lottery's a little different thing, Mose, in that it is a, it's actually a corporation that's owned by the citizens. It is what the lawyers call an instrumentality of the state. So it's a little different situation. But the best part about it, in my view, is that it does not end up in the general fund for legislative... Appropriation. In, in fact, the only reason the lottery passed in Mississippi, and, and the reason the governor, Governor Bryant, called a special session in '18, is because there was no appetite to enact a additional or increase the additional, or I should say, the fuel taxes, and so. There are a lot of people that wanted a lottery, including the governor, and he felt like, well, this is an opportune time to call a special session and get that done. But here's what we're going to do: we're going to take the money and we're going to transfer it to the state highway fund, the way just the same way the fuel taxes are. So it's kind of in lieu of that. That's really was the genesis and was the premise for the Mississippi Lottery Corporation. That came about August 18 in special session. Anyhow, Malcolm from Tishomingo says I still haven't received my test kits from COVID from last money spent by the government. Not a lot of talk about that. Well, it was like four hundred million test kits and five hundred million stupid masks or something insane like that. I wonder about that. That that was such a high-profile item. Looks like a big deal, right? Just look, we're doing the, something. Yeah, a short two and a half months ago. What happened? Oh, they're using the masks on the two-year-olds in New York. That's what's happening. What? So silly. Congratulations to Governor Phil for doing everything right. That from Barton Columbus. It does feel a little bit like it's a witch hunt, Rhino, to me. I mean, there may be something there, but so far I've not seen any any evidence in the reports. It, the, the titles, and I don't remember them, but of the, uh, the stories, of course, they're ma- journalists are masters, right, of making up titles, creating titles that get your attention. That's the purpose. You, get the, you see the title, I want to read that. I get it. And the title is a lot, and then you read a story, it's a lot of bark and no bite. I'm presently watching former President Barack Obama at the White House. He's with Joe Biden. I kid you not, Joe Biden just went up the steps, three steps, to get on the little platform there in the White House. He was struggling to get up those three little steps. Uh, Anyhow, what they're celebrating? The Affordable Care Act. This is the anniversary of when it was signed, and they're making a big deal out of it, and I mean, they're all rising and applauding vigorously for the former president, the current president, former vice president. Now at the podium, the most eloquent political speaker in American history, Vice President Kamala Harris. and. So what they're talking about is just how great it was that they signed Obamacare. You should know that, via executive order, the president, the current president, intends to address what's been known for some time as the family glitch aspect of the Affordable Care Act, specifically relating to eligibility to purchase coverage in the exchanges. I will say that it is this issue that got me really fully involved in politics. This exact issue. I called my lawyer in 2008 having read a good bit of this Affordable Care Act and that actually it was the other bill that didn't make it H.R. 3200 that was so crazy left-leaning even Harry Reid wouldn't put it on the Senate floor. What we got is a a watered-down version, considerably, of that. But one of the things is, okay, if you're an employer, and I was an employer, you have to provide affordable coverage defined as not costing the employee more than roughly 10 percent of their gross income. And so I called my lawyers, I said, well, it's what coverage? Individual coverage, individual and spouse, family coverage? Gross income for what? The individual? The household? What if their spouse works? What if their spouse's employer offers coverage? Wait, 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 Gerard. We don't know. We don't know the answer to all those questions. We won't know that until it's codified. I said, well, hell, I'm trying to run a business. I need to know this because it could cost a lot of money. And so to this day, to this day, that situation still not, still not resolved. What I mean by that is the IRS, w- who administers all this crap, kind of said, Well, we're just going to look at the individual's pay in your company and individual coverage. Forget the fact that they're trying to insure their family. We're only going to use that as the test. They really never thought about those little nuances when they, built, when they drafted the bill. And to this day, still a problem. So now what they're talking about doing is saying, Okay... If your employee wants family coverage, it can't be more than a certain amount um, of their income, otherwise they get to go to the exchanges and get subsidies, that's the idea. It is expected that that's going to affect about a million and a half people who would say, okay, Mr. Employer, your coverage is not affordable, I get to go to the exchange and buy coverage, and I get subsidies from the taxpayers to do that the family glitch. That's literally what it's called. Anyhow, that's coming. Oh yeah, that's coming. Come along the screen, we'll bust out of this segment, come back. We got a little video we're gonna share with you. You wanna stick around, it's pretty funny. Stay with us. <laughs>
4: you mm-hmm.
7: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: You're listening to Midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to midday super talk, Mississippi. So, inflation ridiculous. The University of Michigan, which conducts consumer surveys to gauge sentiment about their financial condition, last week, the most recent survey revealed that Americans are pessimistic about their household financial status. Lowest since 1978. The markets are down today. This was triggered by Fed Governor Lyle Brainard. She said that the central bank could probably start reducing its balance sheet at a very rapid clip, starting in May, just a month from now. That just reduces liquidity in the system. Markets don't like that. The 10 year treasury goes up. That really hurts growth stocks, tech stocks. Anyhow, a lot of people have said, well, heck, this feels like Jimmy Carter. Read. Take a listen to this great clip that Rhino found for us. This is Saturday Night Live, the great Dan Aykroyd. From 1978. There you go. Good.
21: <laughs> Inflation is our friend. (laughs) For example, consider this. In the year 2000, if current trends continue, the average blue-collar annual wage in this country will be (laughs) $568,000. Think what this inflated world of the future will mean. Most Americans will be millionaires. Everyone will feel like a big shot. Wouldn't you like to own a $4,000 suit and smoke a $75 cigar, drive a $600,000 car? I know I would. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation-caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now, you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, hi, this is Jimma. Roll off some of them 20s. Print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes. Sure, the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? Everybody will be a (laughs) millionaire.
1: so great. And you know, if you think about the narrative we've heard from the White House, first it was transitory. Well, first it was, no, it's really not, no, no inflation. Then it was transitory. Then it was good for you. Then it's a high-class problem, right? Go back, go out, do some kickboxing, slam down some margaritas, that's what Jen Saki said, the chief propagandist for the White House. Now it's Putin. Putin price hike, hashtag Putin price hike. That's kind of what Carter, and i got to tell you, back in those days, Carter had that constant deer in headlights look. What happened? I don't know. I mean, he just didn't really know. It was clueless. Clueless.
2: It is kind of sad that uh, a very tongue-in-cheek joke from 1978 is now considered good fiscal policy.
1: That's true. That's true. And we got a president and his uh, cadre of Democrats who are telling us that, oh, this passed this bill back better and put more money into the system, that's actually good. That would curb inflation, and it would reduce the deficit. Well, if that's the case, then why is the Fed saying, we're going to pull back on the money here, on the money printing machine? And her remarks this morning immediately caused a swing in the market, in the futures. I was watching it. As soon as she said that, she said, yeah, you know, this inflation Things a little bit bigger than we thought, and we're going to have to start trimming our balance sheet at a faster rate than we anticipated. And there's no consensus amongst economists on what's going to happen. Are we going to go – I've seen some as recent as today that have said, oh, I think we may be looking at a recession defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP now, like first quarter, second quarter, if not second quarter, third quarter. I've seen some say, no, we're not we're not going to hit an infl- uh, a recession. We're going to have a what's called a soft landing, which means the Fed can raise rates and cut down on bond buying, reduce their balance sheet, and really not drive us into a recession. And then others have said, yeah, but it's going to be 2024. I've seen that. So it's just, it, it's a crapshoot. Nobody knows. It's I compare it to the experts trying to predict the price of oil. You've seen that all over the map a lot. We just don't know. We just have to keep looking for the data, the indicators, and, and the dynamics and go from there. But we are out of time here on the program today. We enjoyed it. We hope you did, too, from the Element Well Studios. Rhino and I will be back with you again tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.
12: I'm brought to your courtesy, of the red, white and blue. All oh, oh, the red, white and blue. Oh, oh, oh.
8: A Super Talk Mississippi I Media Production.